Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Welcome to episode 77 of the Gather Moms podcast. Can you believe we're at 77? God's number twice. Double sevens. We Why, made it. We've had such a hard time getting to this point, friends and family listening right now. Oh, for this moment when we're so recording. So it's kind of interesting. Double sevens has not really played into this experience you guys, yet. Maybe, let's do this. On the back end of this episode, I'm going to drop in just some outtakes from us trying to get set up. <laughs> To record this episode. It just is not going super smooth. I feel like it's like setting up for perfection though. You know, it's like chaos into calm. Fantastic. I love that. Let's do it. So we are in our series of help. And we talked about uh, our first episode. We talked about help, how we need help, but we don't ask for it. And we need to ask our community. We need to ask God, right? And then last time we talked about money and we Hell said, yeah, needs money. Yes, yes. So we talked all about finances and everything. And we've had lots of great feedback from that. And, you know, I think just people just knowing that, like, we're all in the same boat together, you know, that the same boat that's falling apart and we need to repair. Listen, boat. have you heard that new worship song, Build a Boat? Yes. Y'all people, y'all got to listen to that. That's a good song. Let's drop that in the show notes. We're building Remind a boat. Me. Yeah. Come on. We're building the money boat. Yeah. <laughs> this is the money boat. <laughs> So one of the things um, that our moms, when we ask you guys, like, what do you need help with? What comes up over and over is help with obedience, you know? From your husband? Well, you know what? We should do a whole episode (laughs) on husbands obeying. I don't even know. I don't think that's biblical. Is it? Sure. Submit? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gone there. Husbands, (laughs) love your wife. This is how you wash her in the water of the word. I don't know. So we're um, talking about our pets. Okay, so no. so let me tell you, I Googled, I so one of the things I Googled in preparing for this was um, common disobedience or something like that, or, or most usual disobedience behaviors or something like that, and you know what came up? Pets. Yes. Dogs. Yes. And then I was like, oh gosh. That's, that's the market right now. People love their pets. Probably more than their kids. Okay, and they're focusing more on their pets' disobedience than they are on their kids. We're about to get into that. <laughs> okay, but so so you know, today we're going to talk about disobedience in a different way because we actually just talked about this not that long ago on episode 70. We talked about um, the no, we talked about, mm, what was it called? Episode 70. Interrupted by no. <gasps> okay, now it's coming back to you me. Remember mom interrupted? Yes. Okay, we talked about interrupted by no. And you guys, in that one, we get like really specific about some like actual, like real practical ways to um, practice obedience in your home. Some things you can do, especially with younger children and stuff like that. Things that have worked well in my home. And so check out episode 70 for some of those techniques in case you missed that. Um, but today I wanted to approach this conversation differently because I think in that last conversation, I felt like I was able to share from things that had worked for us and was kind of a telling more conversation. And then this one, I really 
wanted to, because I, I started realizing, hey, I have some areas to work on here and what we're about to talk about. So this is not so much of a telling. This is a, hey, I'm in this with you. These are things I'm working on too. So if you ever hear in my voice anything other than that, it's not. Because I am sitting here saying, I have researched all this. My husband and I now are sitting down looking at, hey, what are we doing well here and what are we not? Um, and so we're all just in this together, kind of working through some of this research, reading these things that I found to see what we think about it, what we need to work on. So interesting you said that because as I was prepping, I felt the same thing. I thought, oh, I want to work on this. Like this is something I'd actually like to do better. Yeah. Like I have some time left with these kiddos. I want to get it right. Yeah. So that's so funny you said that because I feel the same thing. Like I want to learn alongside us yeah. on this episode Yeah. because I want to start doing these things in my home too. That's right. The truth is none of us are doing this perfectly. None of us have perfect kids. We're not perfect moms. That All that stuff is nonsense. That's not even a thing. So we're all a work in progress, right? Trying to do better. And it changes as our kids change and grow. And we all need to keep learning and keep growing. I think we've seen this kind of evolution of this like gentle parenting thing that's been coming out. Uh-huh. Um, and... So I started researching about that, trying to decide, like, what do I what do I think about gentle parenting? Ooh, you about to you get know? a hot button issue? We're going to have some well, back I, and forth? I don't want to ostracize anyone, and I really don't want to come down that hard on this. Basically, gentle parenting at its core is about connecting with your child and not using like authoritarian type behaviors with them, right? Like spanking, yelling, stuff like that. I think when we hear that, we're like, yes, for sure, we're on board, Right. I mean, I got spanked. I know, but just the general, like, we're like, okay, sure, don't spank, right? Don't Or don't yell. That's great. Okay, fine. But we're going to have a support group for all the yellers later. Which, yes. <laughs> Shout I mean, out to the moms that yell. I, listen, <laughs> I yell. My mom yelled. I don't Everybody's believe it. Okay. I do not believe that you yell. I don't. Well, I don't believe that you yell. I've never heard you do it. Oh, yeah, I yell so good. <laughs> I'm a really good yeller. <laughs> but I think... Where this gentle parenting thing gets awry is when you have this little toddler who you start treating like a tiny adult, and they're not a tiny adult. And so you have all these kids that have, you know, can't regulate themselves emotionally, they're having tantrums, their world feels out of control because we're asking them to make decisions about their lives that they're not prepared to make, you know? But they're not at the right stage to make either. Their little bodies aren't emotionally... Like their brains aren't there yet. Yeah. And so, you know, when it gets on the extreme end, you know, we're asking a two-year-old, do you want to eat this? Or do you want to eat this? Or do you want to eat this? Or, you know, and that's just, that's just a lot for them, right? Um, of having to just come up with something all on their own, regulate when they're, do you feel like sleeping? Oh, you don't feel like sleeping? You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of that kind of stuff where it's just kind of like, it is, it kind of can get to the extreme. Um, and then, but just on the same, I would say non-gentle parenting is another is that, extreme. Is that the name of the other one? Well, well, mm, I mean, I think when I think about non-gentle parenting, because to me, gentle parenting is a reaction to like maybe like 50s style parenting where like kids were seen but not heard. You know, there was no relational component with the parents. There was spanking and rules expected, but no explanation behind them. Right. Yes. And so to me, those kind of things are like opposite polar ends. And I don't think either of those is very healthy. So one side is kittens and the other side is... Lions? <laughs> I was going to, okay. 
I was thinking. Did you want to say in the cat kingdom? The cat no, thing? I was going with the dog. I was going to pick a dog. Oh, like a German shepherd, Ooh, like a okay. Rottweiler. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Kittens and Rottweilers. Yes, it is. And that's what Can that's Can that like. be the name of our episode? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, but neither of those are like great polar Agreed. opposites, right? Agreed. So, but as I was um, studying this and preparing, I do think there's a component where parenting is different today. And we are seeing parents parent differently, and especially than we were parented, right? Things just look different. We have, uh, and then we have parents doing some of these, what I feel like are kind of wild. It feels very granola to me when they're like, how do you feel? Or like, you know, they're running out in the street because they're reacting to trauma from, from the womb. No, they're not. They're running out in the street because they're a sinner, you know? They, they remember the womb? <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, there's some of this like granola type mentality out there. But as I was researching, I came across this woman who wrote a book, and I am so curious to talk with you about this and for just our moms to talk about this because I think there's some good points here and there's some things I'm like, oh, I don't know. So she wrote this book called Good News About Bad Behavior. And she says this, and this is what I think is really interesting. She said that a study by the National Institute of Mental Health revealed that one in two children will develop a mood or behavioral disorder or a substance addiction before age 18. These are our children this is talking about. Listen to this. This and other research shows that this represents an actual change in children, not just a rise in diagnosis. So it's not like they're just diagnosing more kids with with having this issue. They're saying one in two kids today are being diagnosed with a mental disorder. Um, let me read what all a it mood said. disorder, a mood disorder, a substance addiction, or a behavioral disorder. And is that because of something that's happening in the environment? Okay, so this is what she says. So she says, so if you look around and see children misbehaving everywhere, it's not your imagination. Children today are fundamentally different from past generations. They truly have less self control. Simply put, we face a crisis of self regulation. Okay, but that doesn't sound biblical to me. Because we're all created, like God's not changing up the way he's creating little humans now. Sure. So we all have the need to sin because we're sinners. For sure. Yes. But I think about, you know, there is this trend. Um, I, I do think even though there's biblical truths that I think are foundational that are going to not change. They're going to stay true from generation to generation, right? But I think this generation of kids, I, I would say that truly they are in facing some environmental factors that are triggering and some of the language we're using about mental health, about um, resilience or coddling them in a way that everything has to do with trauma. Everything is a reaction to some, you know, neuroses, right? That is creating this lack of resilience and this lack of their ability to self-regulate because they aren't able to face certain pressures where they build up those muscles. Well, then wouldn't that then fall back on us as parents that maybe we're choosing to not push them through those circumstances? 100%. So she emphasizes in this book, and she has a bunch of research. It was really interesting, but she emphasizes the need for connection community, and capability. Well, that sounds biblical. It is. It's exactly biblical. I think the more I started reading what she was saying, the more I was like, well, this is what the Bible says. Yes. Okay, so these are where she says the problems are. She says, first, where, how, and how much kids are allowed to play has changed. Agreed, 100%. Right? Yes. Nobody goes outside. Well, some kids do, but (laughs) a lot of kids don't. 
But like when we were growing up, I mean, we would just disappear. It, I, I know it wasn't like my parents' generation. My parents always said, we didn't come home till the lamppost came on that's right, or whatever, that's right. right? So it wasn't, we weren't to that extreme, but we were certainly out in the neighborhood mixing it up, riding our bikes and, you know. Yes, I agree with that. And to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons we moved where we moved. Because when we drove down the street, we saw tons of kids playing here. And Jeremy and I said, this is what we want for our kiddos, you know. And so they go outside and play all the time. And we knew that that was something that they needed. Well, Um, and there's so much that happens when a kid has to go outside and play and interact with other kids and come up with their own games and make little army men out of sticks and and they get into fights and they have conflicts and they work it out, you know? And I'm not saying that's all perfect, but it's real world experience that that they're up against, you know? It's not it's not watching a television show where like you've got Bluey and he has a conflict and then his dad steps in and then there's a resolution, right? No, they're having to like figure it out on their own. So I thought that one piece was very interesting. Second, she said um, their access to technology and social media has exploded. Agreed. And this is a given. We know a this given. one. Yes. Yes, because I did not have any room. I mean, there's no percentage that I had connection to technology like my kids do. Oh, no. We Gosh. had one computer in the house, I think, when I was like at the end of high school. Mm-hmm. I did not have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they're, they're growing up so different. Vastly different. Vastly different. And so we're seeing, you know, okay, well, this huge rise in the amount of technology they're taking in is surely related to this change that we're seeing. I mean, Rebecca, if this is true, that's one in two kids that are going to struggle with some major mental or emotional disorder because of something that's going on, okay? So she said these two things first, and then she said this third one, and I thought this was so interesting. She said that children today are too unemployed. So she doesn't simply mean the occasional summer job for a high school teen. The term is big tent, and she uses it to include household jobs that can help even toddlers build confidence and a sense of community. She says they're not asked to do anything to contribute to a neighborhood or family or community, and that really erodes their sense of self-worth, just as it would with an adult being unemployed. Yes, Right? And that's the church. Okay, dude. And I agree. So that's what I'm saying. I started reading all this and she, I I have no reason to believe this woman is a Christian, but everything I was reading, I'm like, yes, 100%. You know, the Bible talks about us being the arm or the leg, contributing to the family, you know? But on a very practical sense, when I look around my home, and I know we've talked about this a bunch of times, I still feel bad when I'm like, you know, I need you to empty the dishwasher. Like I'm asking them to, like help me instead of getting it in the mindset that like, no, we're a family unit. We're all contributing and like just changing that mindset. I just the other day, I think maybe my kid had a late practice and I needed him to unload the dishwasher, but I thought, oh, but he's, he practiced late tonight. He's probably tired. Yeah. Okay. But that's what we do every day. We practice late every day. Yes. Moms, dads, we're all doing it. Yeah. But we're just, it's like we don't want to infringe on their, oh, but you just need a minute to yes. like sit in your bed. Yes. I. What are we doing? I know. And I do think there's there's a little bit of that. Like, because there are times where I'm like, Jeremy, I'm done. I can't do anything else. And he picks up the slack for me, right? So we are a unit where sometimes somebody does step in for another, right? But I think so we, what we have gotten in our minds as moms of like our generation is that when we're asking our kids to do, they're like doing us a favor, right? Instead of seeing it as no, we're, 
all contributing. This is where a family, we're a unit, we're working together to like do this thing well. We need each other. Well, and I if you only you. ask them to do it when it's a, like good for them, like, yes, I have time and energy. I'm so excited to help. Yeah. Then they don't ever have to push back past that like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I love my family, so I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. It's that whole like teaching them that you have to make those decisions in your life where you do it anyway, even if you don't want to. It helps develop grit. It helps have ownership, you know, and I love the comparison she has here about an adult being unemployed. You know, I know you felt that a little bit, like when you were kind of, you know, at home and stuff, it messes with your self You want to go down that emotional path for me right well, now? Let's do it. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I know that yes. you've been yes. honest about that, that it, it messed with you a little bit of like your, your worth. And that's crazy to think because I know sometimes as adults and as believers, we're like, I'm never going to feel that way. I'm never going to. I know who I am. But it's amazing how when you don't feel like you're contributing, yeah, that it just it kind of strips away everything and you just feel this sense of worthlessness, yeah. even though I knew but our kids, they need to be able to see how God is using them in the greater story yes. and not just their little corner of the world. Yes. So I just think there are these, these muscles of like resilience, identity, you know, some of these things that are just atrophying in our children because they're not being used, right? They're not having to do conflict resolution. They're not having to power through hard things because we're out there fixing it for them. We're out there making life easy for them, and we're seeing how that is affecting them. And truly, when we do those things, I mean, it's counter-biblical what we're doing. Right. Because we actually are seeing this woman pr prove with all this research things that are biblical, right? Which I just think is just absolutely fascinating. So this is the last line that um, I... I, I wanted to quote this from her because I thought this was so interesting, just coinciding with what we were just saying about all of this being very biblical, because I wonder if you're going to hear Paul Tripp in this, who we talk about in episode 70 about parenting to the heart of our children. She says this, I hope you will respond to unwanted behavior in a child, not with alarm, but with eagerness. Rather than seeing behavior as a problem, my goal for you is to see it as an expected and totally normal part of how modern kids develop. And I think we can just take out the word modern. This is how kids develop. Yes, yes. You know? And that's Paul Tripp's whole thing is he says that we would not see misbehavior as an inconvenience but as an opportunity. Yes. Because they are showing us their heart. They're showing us that they have a need. And we now have an opportunity to step in with them and help them and help them grow. And instead of being surprised or frustrated that it's infringing on my time. Right. That I now have to do this for this small child. To look at it as an opportunity, just like you said, that we're getting to raise up the next generation of believers that are going to impact the world. Yeah. Like, this is what I signed up for when I said I want to be a parent. Yes. It wasn't supposed to be easy. It wasn't supposed to be comfortable. It was supposed to be exciting. Yeah. Because we were getting to make a difference. But, so I'm so glad you said that because I think so often we forget that we're on the same team with our kiddos. A lot of times we can see ourselves as us versus them, right? What are you doing for me are you making my life easier? Are you making my life harder, right? It's us versus them. Instead of bringing those kids on the same side of the line with us and saying, no, we are on the same team. And that's something, you know, Jeremy's done a really good job. If he uses terminology like that in our house, um, we say those kind of things to our kiddos all the time. We say, we're on your team. We are for you. We want you to win. And we use that language when we say, that is why we're doing blah, 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 right? Because we'll explain, we're on the team. We're all in this together. We want you to be successful. We want you to win. 
And I think that when we discipline from a place of connection and love, we will always get a much better response than when we're disciplining out of irritation and inconvenience. Well, and what I was reading too is that so much of our parenting is wrapped up in our ego. Yes. So it's really, as a parent, it's about me. And it's about what I can produce in my children that either adds to my ego or takes away from my ego. Yeah. And so a lot of times when I'm making decisions or disciplining, it's because I want a, a produce. I want you to produce this thing. Yeah. And you're not doing it, so I'm going to figure out how to make you do it. Yeah. But kids don't respond to that. No, and don't you think that's when we yell? That's yes. when we lose our cool. That's when we say things we don't want to say or we... Maybe throw things, and I don't know. You know, but that it's in those moments when, when we're operating out of our ego, out of our, like, kingdom of self, instead of thinking, okay, no, this is for the kingdom of God. We're all on the same team, right? It's just like a completely different mindset. It changes everything when we see things in that light. Well, and I think, too, especially for, like, our mamas of littles with, like, toddlers and babies, I was not able to grasp that in that phase of parenting. Yeah. You're so tired, and you're so, like changing everything's changing so fast with this addition of a person to your home and and so I think don't beat yourself up if you're like oh my gosh I don't have that grand vision yet I really think that's one of those things that kind of comes the longer you're a parent you start to see this bigger picture and as your kids get older and you start to see them kind of come into their own it really broadens your perspective to go oh this is what we're working towards yes whereas when they're little you're just like I just need you to sleep through the night (laughs) I just need you to put your shoes on yes but really, it's one of those things that grows with you as a parent. That is so good because that's that's where I really want to go next. Because I think it's important, too, to remember that, you know, as we're talking about discipline, our discipline will change as our kids change and grow. All right, mamas, we are going to end this episode right here and call that part one on our discussion on obedience. We ended up having a long conversation about this, and we have a whole new section to talk about. That will be part two that will come out next week. But as promised, here are just a few of the shenanigans that happened behind the scenes when we were trying to get started. And remember, we've done this now 77 times, yet every time some mic doesn't work, we're coming in hot, something goes crazy. So discombobulated. How's it supposed to be? One day, we'll take you behind the scenes of what it's really like to record a podcast. And you'll love us even more because it'll be like, man, those are my people. They don't have it together. Hot mess express. Moms, join us on our Patreon community starting September 5th as we do a 30-day Pray for Our Children challenge. Just go to patreon.com slash gathermoms to get all the info you need.